And we're back. About to get some fight talk. Um, just a preface, I guess, as we go through this. I mean, our neighbors are doing some construction, so that may or may not end up in this episode. It kind of did at the end a little bit there, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But um, um just to go through it, great night of fights. Man, I mean, it was one of the better night of fights they had in a long time. The UFC just has so much momentum right now. They are just firing at all cylinders. And just, you know... And it shows the consistency. They, you know, they've been at it, at it, at it, and they're, they're getting better. They mm-hmm. think they're just becoming better. The mm-hmm. fighters are getting better. The overall product of the UFC is just getting better. And it's, 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 it's turning out to be a great, great thing for everybody. I mean... Not a ton to talk about in the prelims, but there is one. Oh, no, there's... there's, there's I mean, there's a bit to talk about in the prelims. Um, well, uh, I guess because one kind of overshadows everything. But one uh, does kind of overshadow everything, but but yeah, go 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 through it, go through it. This, this. I mean, I'm just gonna start with the the Giga um, Chikadze. Yeah, versus Omar Morales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great fight. Um, and if anyone has ever seen Giga fight, it's he's a great he, he he's gonna be something to watch coming up. I mean, we said that I think the last time he fought as well too. Mm-hmm. But he's definitely worth checking out. Very action-packed, a lot of kicks, um, and keeps a very high pace. Mm-hmm. And this fight was no different. They were going back and forth. It was a fun fight to watch, honestly. Um, just throw that out there for anyone that maybe want to go back and watch this uh, this card. It's definitely one of the fights to check out on that card. I'm just going to move quickly. Um, the Ali, <laughs> Al Casey against uh, Tony Kelly. It's a very interesting fight. Yeah. Um, it was very competitive for the most part, but I mean, Timmy Kelly... Tony Kelly definitely... Clearly won it. Clearly won the first two rounds. But for whatever reason, uh, uh, Casey didn't really feel that way. I don't know why. I mean, he, he can probably make an argument for the last round, but he was not... Yeah, he got dropped... A few times. A couple times, and it was... I mean, it was an entertaining fight to watch. It was. In terms of the back and forth... You saw what happened afterwards? And then <laughs> the post-fight was very interesting. Because in Ali was like, you know, just... I, I think he was he still hyped up from the he fight. He was still hyped from the fight. So uh, in in the in them coming together, I guess... Um, well, Kelly was also, throughout the fight, telling him, you know, stop running. Let's mm-hmm. fight. You know, because he had a, a backing-up counter-fighting style. Um, Al Casey did. Um, but then, yeah, like you're saying, at, at the end of the fight, he was like, you know... You shouldn't have been running. You should have been all. We should have fought, whatever. And he kind of like you know he was like kind of congratulating him like a oh, good fight, you yeah, know, he, hugging he, everything. He, he slapped him on his chest pretty hard. But he slapped him on his chest pretty hard. Almost like a shove, kind of like it was one hand though. Yeah. Kinda, but it was celebratory. It wasn't like it, exactly. And he, but Kelly didn't like it. Kelly didn't like it. He pushed him off, and then there was him. there was a little scuffle in there a little Heated bit. situation. Really. Mm-hmm. People got in the ring and just started you know separating them. It was interesting. It was very interesting. Kelly was obviously upset because, you know, yeah. he didn't like the fact that, you know, Ali was running. And, and then he, and after that, he came and kind of hit him, you know, after the bell. You know, it was really a hit, but it was, you know, it was a funny situation. Mm-hmm. But in, in, in the end of it, they kind of all made up. You could see Kelly still hold some resentment towards him. Mm-hmm. But it's good to see them kind of make up in the end. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> if you could say make up. 
And then you have what is going to be definitely the KO of the year. KO of the year for sure. I mean, it's like sure. every couple of years or every once in a while, like UFC, like there's a fight that just, there's a KO that happens or an event that happens that just echoes throughout the entire UFC. Mm-hmm. It the world. shows up on every highlight reel, every everything. For example, you know, Anthony Pettis with the Showtime kick. No. That was one that, you know, mm-hmm. you saw everywhere. Holly Holmes with the head kick of uh, Ronda. Mm-hmm. That was one event that you see everywhere, you know. Um, Edson Barbosa spin kick. Mm-hmm. It's another one of those. But this... This one was very unique. This was a unique KO. And of course, if I were talking about his... Uh, Impa Kasanganai, which is Kasanga, one of the yep. names I really like saying. <laughs> who, get, who was my pick, actually, to win this fight? Mine as well. And he was winning against um, Joaquin Buckley. Now, Joaquin, I mean, very early on, fire when he came out. Yeah. yeah and, and that's he actually kind of, rocked Kasanganai very early. That's the kind of fighter he is. He, he yeah. comes out... He comes to fight and he full hit, force, full force as a bell ring. Mm-hmm. But Kasanganai weathered the storm and he started doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Started doing his work. Piecing him up a little bit. Piecing him up. Kasanganai was winning the fight. But then in the second round. Buckley fires a kick. Buckley fires a kick, which Kasanganai catches. And while Kasanganai was holding his foot, Buckley spins in the air. And does a reverse insiguri. Spinning back kick to the face of Kasanganai. Which, not only was it a flashy kick, it KO'd. But it, it, it KO'd, and the, rea- the KO reaction was equally as impressive in that Kasanganai was completely, completely out on his feet. Out on his it feet. looked almost comical. Yeah. The look on his face, the way he kind of just stood there for a second before he completely just fell. over, yeah. It was very, like, movie scripted almost. Yeah. It looked very Hollywood, but it was, it's the real deal. Like the look on, uh, <laughs> which is probably like the, the, the worst reaction I've seen from a knockout in a long time. I mean, the, the Barbosa kick one was equally as bad, but this one was, you know, when you're, knock, when you're knocked out on your feet and, you, and, you, and you're, you're standing there looking stupid. Standing there looking, it's not a good look. This was no different. It was not a good look. I mean, if, it, if you haven't seen this KO yet, you will. You, I mean, I'm sure by now everyone has seen it. Everyone knows exactly what we're talking about because it's, it's everywhere. I mean, it make it worse. Even on, if, if you zoom in on it, like when he kicked him, it looked like, I don't know if it was snot or, like, like the kick, like, it looked like it was like snot coming out of his nose too. Like, it was, it was really bad. He was out. It was, it was a very flashy kick. And like I said, you know, on the, on the, in the chat, like a star is definitely born because Joaquin Buckley, you're going to see more of him. Because even afterwards, you know, he's, he seems to be like a pretty much like a character. Like he's, mm-hmm. you know, now now cool people. Guy. It's funny, like now that opportunity presents itself, where now people want to hear from him. You know what I mean? Now he he created his star. Even if it's even if it's for a moment, he may not grow into the biggest UFC star. He may not. He may or he may not. Well, based on his fight style, he just might because he did this flashy kill. Now everyone wants to hear from him. He he, he so he's. You know, he's versed on the mic. He can speak, you know. He can, mm-hmm. you know, express himself on the mic. So that's, that's going to go good for him. And the way his, his fighting style, like he, he's very aggressive. So in his next fight... He has a very fan-friendly fighting style. Yeah. People are going to gravitate to him because he, he may get another KO his next fight. And if he, if he knocks on someone in his next fight, then... then now, now you have a highlight reel. Exactly. And, and you're off to the races now. Mm-hmm. You got one now, so... Good for him, man. I mean, this goes to show you, like, 
you don't have to be like the best talker to, to build your, your your stardom. You just have to have a, a skill set and execute on your skill set at a high level. And it's just a matter of and it, it, some of it is just you know circumstance. Yeah, the stars align. But I'm not. I mean, his first fight we saw against him um, against um, Holland. Ho- Holland. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Holland. I didn't expect much from this guy. It's like, okay, yeah. He's an aggressive guy. An aggressive guy. You know. No. Whatever. Very he's, big. He's gonna, you he's know, gonna fill guy. a card. You know. Yeah. He, but now, look, looking back, like he's—he I mean, definitely got fight money for this, and there was even talks of Dana giving him all two hundred thousand. Yeah, I think he, I think he did end up giving him a hundred thousand though. I think he ended up getting more than the fifty k. Yeah, he got a hundred k for this one. Which you, for, for those that don't know. UFC does performance bonuses during the fight where they give individuals, you know, 50K based on a performance, performance or yeah. a KO, you know, something that they did, yeah. And he got, he got 100K, which there were talks about him the whole 200K because mm-hmm. they usually have about four of them to give out that night. So mm-hmm. good for him. I mean, made some money that night on top of his, 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 you know, his win money and all that. So, and he's about to build up his stardom. So he, he could be, you know, well on his way. He could be well, well on his well way, on his yeah. Way. And the thing is with him, like, like again, like, comparing him to the first time we saw him fight, it was very hand-heavy, you know, he was very, you know, he was a lot of slugging blows. Mm-hmm. You never really saw his kicking game. So, you didn't, like, even prepare, if you prepared for him for this fight, you wouldn't expect those kicks. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does kicks, but he does, like, the traditional Muay Thai, you know, low kicks, mm-hmm. calf kicks, you know, thigh kicks, but now the spinning, you know, aerial stuff now is like, wow, like, this is a part of his game now. I mean, for the middleweight division, uh, uh, you definitely have a star there. So it's good to see, you know. It, it, it would be good to see him, you know, take on some higher, you know, competition. See what comes of it. Comes up. <laughs> Two hype trains collide. There you go. If he continues the way he's going, maybe. Okay, you can get some hype shots after as well. I'm hearing some things. But, um... Yeah, any other uh, prelims that you wanted to touch on, really? Chris Dawkins again. I, I, I didn't realize who it was. I, I, I have this problem when, I, when I'm when i doing my picks where I, sometimes I kind of rush it. I don't really pay attention to who's actually on the card. But Chris Dawkins was one that I, when he fought last, I was very hyped on and I mm-hmm. spoke about it on the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. And I completely didn't realize it was him in this fight, which, shame on me. But when I noticed, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> but again, he delivered. He delivered. KO. This, he is going to be a problem. In the heavyweight division. In the heavyweight division, look out for this guy. You know, Because his striking is... His striking is as straightforward as it comes. There is no... There's no wind-up. There's no looping hooks. It is as point A to point B as it can get when it comes to striking. Which I, I tend to... I, I, I tend to favor being mm. fought in the past. And appreciate that style. Point A, point B striking. Just get your strikes to the target in yeah. rapid succession and as many as possible. Mm-hmm. And this, this is what he does, and it, it, it has proven it's successful. Yeah. His first two fights are in the first round or the first minute. He doesn't, he doesn't leave, you know what I mean? Cause, cause he, and that's because he's so straightforward with strikes. And not only is he straightforward, but it, it's the amount of strikes that he puts on you. Mm-hmm. He's not... He's not care. He doesn't care what you have to offer, anything like that. It's it's point A, point B. Boom, boom. I'm, I'm, this is what I'm coming to do. I'm going to do it. You know, what I mean, we haven't really seen him in much. We haven't seen him in any um, 
you know adversity or anything like that. The face anything. He just because he just comes in and does what he wants to do. What he and what he, what he comes to do. And I wish more people would fight that way. I mean, I mean, I do understand the feeling out process and get, but like at the end of the day, it's a fight. And that's what you, you know. What I mean, that's what you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. And he does it very well. And the heavyweights where he where he and he, he's fast for heavyweight too, because those things come quick. I don't think other heavyweights can compete with that. So look out for him. I think he's gonna be ranked very soon. Just throwing that out there. Next fight after that, Tom Breeze versus KB Bola. Mm-hmm. I, I, I felt like a mismatch. <laughs> in my opinion, I mean, Breeze was just knocking the bricks off this guy with jabs. Jabs was, was what destroyed this guy. And it's just looking at their body types, like Breeze looked muscular, whereas Buller was just kind of, you know, college bodied. Yeah. And it, it, it just seemed like, it just felt like a bad mismatch. Yeah, jabs were hurting him. It was interesting to the, see. The power difference was drastically different, in my opinion. Breeze crushed him with a KO. Uh, going into the main event, I mean, mm-hmm. the the Yusuf uh, Zalal versus I think that I think that one might win the that one might have, might have won fight of that I think if I remember correctly because it was an, again another nice back and forth fight. Um, Toporia end up winning. Which uh, he, he's um getting some steam now, I think. Mm-hmm. He's still undefeated. Um But but Yusuf Yusuf before this fight was was, was gathering steam because he had some some nice wins back to back. Yep. You know, and then now he, he got derailed where you know, he, he was very emotional after the fight as well too, and they were both very I mean Toporia was very, you know, compassionate towards him after the fight. Not just in the ring, but even I saw some stuff backstage where he, he continued to yeah. to pour out, you know, sentiments to him and everything. It was, you know, it was good, good sportsmanship see. to see. Yep. Uh, moving on, Talon Aspinall against you know Alan Badot Bado. I don't know how you want to pronounce that, <laughs> but Aspinall, another one that was very high on uh, his first fight we saw in the UFC. Mm-hmm. They compared him to a Frank Mare looking type, also at heavyweights and. Fights very much like um, who is uh, like Dacus in a sense where they should put them both to fight. I think that would be a great fight. They're both heavyweights and they both come forward. And they both they look similar too. They do have a similar look in terms of how their their hair is. But yeah, these two guys come like they they are come forward fighters, and that's I mean, it works for them. I would love to see those two fight honestly, because there's there between the two of them, they're, they're they're both could be very. They could be stars in the heavyweight division. In a, in a, in a, in a heavyweight division that lacks stars, these two guys are on the money. They Coupled that cool. with the fact that you had the guy last week, uh, the Brazilian guy, I forgot his name, that, you know, that beat... Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Another star that could be in the make. I mean, those are... These new heavyweights are... I, I'm liking what I'm seeing from the heavyweight division coming mm-hmm. up now. Because for a long time, heavyweight division was dull to me. You have a lot of people that just get by on power. And a bunch and, of older guys too. And it just. Speaking of which, we're gonna get on them because they're the there's a prime example of this coming up very shortly. <laughs> um, but yeah. And again, mark. Tom Aspinall destroyed. Yeah. Um, what's for another first round knockout, which was great. Um, and the Marcus Perez. Marcus Perez against you know, Plessis. Plessis. Plessis, yeah. Duplessis. 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 <laughs> However you want to pronounce that name. 
Oh man, Mark so, such a heartbreaking fight for me. Because Marcus Perez, you know, he's 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 an entertainer. He brought he, back out the Joker look again. For which his, I think he should do forever. He should do it for every fight because I, I I love it. He does such a good job of it. He does a good job of it. And because it's so like out there, it's so dramatic, and I can tell for the other fighters, the, his opponents, it's so annoying. Mm-hmm. You can uh, tell yes. that they're, they're like they don't like it. They don't like it. <laughs> so it's it's a perfect reason to do it. Mm-hmm. It gets in there. So he does for. You know, Fun, Gotham Knight, you know, Ledger, the, the Dark Knight. Yeah, he's Leather Joker. Full makeup, everything. And he comes out, he's like face to face with you, and he's just smiling away, laughing, like chewing on gum, just being obnoxious. And you can tell, you know, it gets to people. Mm-hmm. And for this fight, well, he, he doesn't fight with this makeup on. He, no, just, he does, just does the way in. Just does the way in that way. But, um, yeah, for the fight, and he, he started great. Started great. He was landing some body kicks that were like, oh. Mm-hmm. Like, you could sense that, you know, one of them definitely hurt Duplessis. I mean, he was doing his thing. It was, it was, I was like, yeah, he's, he's on the way to a win. You can tell that, you know, because Duplessis was making his debut. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the nerves got to him a little bit. You know, you can tell that he wasn't, you know, executing the way he wanted to. But then, you know, because Marcus is very, very, you know, aggressive. Very aggressive. There's a lot of he he does show some flashes up, but he do a lot. It's a lot of basic stuff too as well, mm-hmm. but it's just aggressive. But the problem is when he 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 tried to throw a flashy elbow, and got hit got in cut. the process, yeah. and went out, went out, and then got Fell hit some face, more. And got hit some more, yeah. Which I was like, ah, oh, don't yeah. That's that's the, kind of the worst way to go out, just doing the flashy stuff. Because mm-hmm. then now your next fight, you're less likely to do it, and that's what brings it to the that. That's what people want to see. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it sucks. So but Duplessis did, did, you know, and he, that and, and he was making his debut, so. Yeah, so good for Duplessis, you know. He's actually an African. Mm-hmm. So uh, West Af- uh, South African. South African. Yeah. Uh, his comments at the end were like, mm, I don't know. So, I missed that. He was saying, you know, he, you know, he wants to go for a title and everything. He wants to be, like, the first true African champion in the UFC. Ooh. Someone, yeah. Someone like, because he said he's born, raised, and he trains in Africa. Now, Mm-mm. the optics on this now, just, just so you guys are aware. Duplessis is a white guy. Duplessis is a white guy. Well, he's a South African nonetheless, but he is a white South African. So for him to say that, yeah. I was like, oh, easy, easy now. Easy, buddy. Because there are African fighters in the UFC, and there are African champions in the there UFC. Are two African champions in the UFC. Mm, yeah, two African champions, and then there's potential third, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of African killers in the UFC. Mm-hmm. So for him to say that, you know, given you know the current climate of the world right now, especially the United States, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, he he said it in. I don't think he said it in bad spirits. I, I don't think so either. I understand what he was trying to say, but I don't think he thought it through. I don't think he thought it through because the optics on it is just not bad. And from a marketing standpoint, being a white guy saying you're the you know you want to be the true African champion. Ah. Not the way you want to go, sir. Nah. Probably should have thought that one through a little bit. But, I mean, hats off to you. You got your KO. You got your debut win. We'll see what else uh, comes from him. But well, keep keep your eyes on him. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, like you know, like you said, you missed it. You missed the comment. So maybe it went over most people's heads or most people didn't catch that. For his sake. Because yeah. it could have quite the backlash if it catches too much steam. So, At any rate. Moving on to the, another heavyweight fight. That, um, ben Rothwell versus Marcin Timor. Could have easily not been on the card and 
Wouldn't have missed it. Wouldn't have missed it. Now, these guys are on the main card purely because of their, their names and who they've fought and their, their victory that they have mm-hmm. in the past. But these are two heavyweights that fall into that same category where I spoke about earlier, where they get by on their power. You know, you're, you're a heavyweight. It, it, it doesn't take much to knock somebody out. Mm-hmm. But when you don't knock that person out, what do you have left after that? And you, for these guys, absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. It was the sloppy. I mean, the, 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 what, what disturbs me about fights like this is that there's no technique being displayed. None. Zero technique is being displayed. So when you look at, okay, UFC's where all the, the top fighters in the world fight. These guys didn't display top fighters in the world type technique. This was bar fight type sloppy. I mean, maybe we're being very harsh on this. Maybe. But... If anyone has seen that, like... It, it was hard. It was like, at it was times hard. it was hard to watch to me because I'm like, this is not... When I think UFC, when I think UFC, this is not what I think of. No. It was... I don't know. I mean, these guys, I mean, especially like Ben Rothwell, like, because of his name, you know, he, he's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. He's been a champion in other organization. So he, he, <coughs> he has a lot of credentials to his name. But, I mean, he's not showing any signs of improving for the... You know, the Time he's been fighting, he's not showing anything that you know, he's showing any improvement around. I am not the biggest Ben Waffle fan, but apparently there's a lot of people that are. Apparently. All the announcers seem to like him, and you know, I know he has a fan base, and he does, you know, he, he tries to be like a character. A character, and it it's he more. He did cr- at one point it backfired big time, I think. It's more cringy to me than anything else. Oh, so cringy. But people seem to like it, I guess. I'm not a fan of it. He, he just does this one thing where he's just trying to like. Car tie you and throw uppercuts. That's yeah. all he wants to do. And he kind of does like this under, mm-hmm. uh, like kind of. It's a weird cross hook. Yeah, and it's like you hold him from opposite side and he just wants to throw these under uppercuts. What's, like, his, what's his name? Did that to my guy? You should have called me. Um, the barbarian Tim Bosch. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if, if you're familiar with that that knockout when he knocked out Houston Okami, that kind of grip is what Ben Rothwell goes for a lot. Just throws and just throws uppercuts. That's, that's, that's literally the only thing he does. If he doesn't get that, he just goes for like a regular like Thai plum kind of thing and mm-hmm. throw uppercuts. If he's not doing that, he's throwing looping hooks. And after every looping hooks, he, he always resets. He resets his head. Yep. And, and somebody, I saw a video where they were making a comment on that. Like he, he resets way too often. And it's, it's such a tell. Like if you, he's not hard to guy to beat. You just wait for those resets and you attack. Because those resets will always be there because he always does it. He does it all the time. You just literally could just wait and, and, and blast him time it perfectly you know but man maybe maybe time for him to hang it up man I mean he, he did get the no he didn't no, 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 he, he, didn't didn't win. no. no he didn't win see I don't remember who, who won that fight yeah I mean I, I, I think I, I I didn't even watch the ending per se I think I just saw him interviewing Tybor and I was like okay you won good good for you but which I mean Tybor is not even that much better he's not and I and I felt like I, th- I thought he was if I remember correctly his other fights I, kind I guess of, it depends on who he fights but I guess he, you know, he scales himself to the, his competition because he was looking equally as sloppy, if not worse. Yeah. In my opinion, but this is just my opinion. Anyway, enough shitting on these two. Um, it's a Marbosa versus Maquan Americani. Americani, such, such, such a, a good, good fight. fight. I actually it, enjoyed this fight a lot. Yeah, because it was. It, it, I mean, there was a lot of feeling out and tension, but mm-hmm. you know why it was there. Especially in the first round, there's a lot of feeling out. 
and like, but, but there's a lot of feints, a lot of people you know, that understand these two fighters know exactly what the yeah. issue is. Americani wants his fight on the ground. Edson wants his fight standing up. Both are dangerous in both areas. Mm-hmm. So they're both, they, they got to be very careful what they do. Because anytime uh, um, Barbosa slips up, Americani can put him down and submit him. And same thing with uh, Americani. If he slips up, he could get Came flashy knocked out. From Barbosa. Barbosa. So there's a lot of feeling out process. And there's a lot of tension in the fight. There's a lot of that, you know, mm-hmm. that little anxiety going on. But at the end, Barbosa pulled it off. With, yep. I mean, did his thing. I was very happy for him to get that win. I, I mean, and he he knocked. You know, he was hitting him with some straight. He was blasting him with some straights that put him down. Some straights that put Americani on his ass. It was it was yeah, lightning quick and just lightning quick right hands that just put him down. Honestly, I thought Barbosa was gonna get a stoppage victory, but I thought he would. But I, I think he could have. He didn't push it enough. To yeah, <laughs> and I understand why. Like he, 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 he more wanted. The, he just wanted to win. Really, he didn't really want. Rightfully and rightfully so, because he was on a skid for a while. But that was, in my opinion, bad decisions. Because I think the ones he true. lost, he should true, true. He should, honestly, should have won. True. But that's a topic for another time. Um, I felt it kind of put him in a position where he just wanted to win. He didn't really care how he, how he got the win. He just wanted to win. Um, because even when the, before the fight was over, he was kind of raising his hands kind of before the bell went up and then what it was like shit like that. Mm-mm. Nor do I. Mm-mm. But again, same thing. He, he just wanted to win because he's coming off of some losses. So he was like, he knew he was up. He didn't push the finish because, you know. He could open himself up to to, 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 to get him finished. Cause at one point, Mercani did get him on his back a couple of times actually. Yeah. And it was looking a little hairy there, but he survived. So good for him. I like Barbosa. So yeah, that's my guy. And then, of course, your main event: you got Marlon Marais against Corey Sanhagen. Sanhagen coming off of a, a disappointing loss in his last fight. Yep, against um, Aljamain Sterling. Mm-hmm. So you know he was very careless. Ready for a win, you know. He, he he was coming out. You know, he was not undefeated, but he was you know a big star on the, on mm-hmm. the rise. Mm-hmm. On the rise, and then he got his train derailed. derailed, and I you get that he's back and he he, he, set, he set it back on course, I think. Yeah, because this was a flashy finish against a very strong opponent. I mean, Mama Rise is like a number one contender. Unfortunately, he's he's kind of losing that steam now, though. He's he is. He's had some some setbacks. He's had a couple losses and stuff, and the one that he did win. His last win, which, which, which I think was against um, Jose Aldo. Uh-huh. And it was still kind of People still say you know, he yeah. lost that one. So he's not been doing the best. Um, but all that aside, Marlon Marais did look the best I've ever seen him look. Yeah. Like Marlon Marais in this fight was looking like a world beater. And I was like, patient. oh, he man. He was landing some devastating kicks. His kick, like, Corey would kick Marlon and it would have the effect. But when Marlon kicked Corey, it was a completely different effect. They were mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. You can't take too many of those. Mama Rice was just, he, like, his timing was there, his speed. He was showing the, the signs of, like, yeah, this is why everyone thought he would be the next champion. But. And then he got knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> In Corey was doing his thing. Probably what, something that would have been the knockout of the night. It would have been the knockout of the night if, if um, uh, uh, Buckley didn't do his. Buckley didn't do his. But, yeah, because Corey was- threw a spin kick. Landed on the side of Marlon's head, and he just 
like he landed and he back ended up back flipping almost mm-hmm. like doing a little tumble from the yeah from the the, the the you know the force of the kick which was and it was it was very Edson Barbosa esque in, in very Edson Barbosa who was also on the card we just talked about so it was it was all in all it was a good card very entertaining you got your a lot of knockouts and a lot of flash knockouts even, even before he knocked him out he was you know I guess he jabbed him I guess he broke his orbital yeah and he called it out and he yeah. called it out during the fight very loudly and. It, you know, just to play mind games, I was like, that's that was very smart of him. Yeah, because unfortunately, Marmarais is kind of getting known for being easily broken. Not physically, but mentally. Mentally, yeah. And he, he definitely so, calling out stuff like that, you know, puts him in a space where he's like, kind of like, mm-hmm. you know. Which is rough. But Corey's very well spoken, you know. you know, When he's on the mic, he's good at you know expressing himself and talking through his techniques and everything. So he's definitely a star. He's definitely on his way up. So it's good to see what comes next for him. Um, I think with this win, puts himself right back in title contention. So, let's see who they give him next. Let's see who they give him next. But that was the card, man. It was it was again good card, ton of KOs. Um, you know, you, a lot of fun to watch. If you loved KOs, this was the card to watch. This was the card. A lot of finishes. Um, and yeah, the, the best way to watch the fights is you know, being part of our 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 pick'em game, being a, a sport of ours. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a lot of fun in the chats. We um, and you can win some money. So there's there's a lot of a lot of good things there. And, you know, you get our commentary during the fights, um, which it's not worth nothing. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we kind of know we've been watching the, the sport for a while, so we know some some. So so it's, it's a good time. So if you have not decided to become a supporter, and you do watch the fights, you know. Consider it, you know. Yep. You can definitely learn something. You can definitely have some you know, fun, have some fun and win some money. But um, coming up, of course, this weekend is another great fight. I mean, a couple, couple of fights to, to look forward to. Um, Only one I really care about first. I mean, there's some great fights on there. There is. But that main event. The is, main event is, is where just, it's at. Oh man, that's gonna be. Brian Ortega versus Korean Zombie. That fight has a lot of drama, a lot of back, you know. Backstory, a lot of drama behind it, and it's gonna finally see it come to fruition. I mean, Brian Ortega was the guy for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, before actually losing and getting in that war with Max uh, Holloway. With Max Holloway, but yeah, some drama. I think. I mean, I'm, I'm, honestly, as much as I like Brian Ortega, he's been out for a while, mm-hmm. and he's been changing up his camp and. His coaches and everything, it's... Korean, he may be going through a change right now. And Korean Zombie, he's always one. He takes long layoffs as well. But every time he comes back, he comes he back. He looks better. He looks way better. And I don't see this as any, any different. I I gotta give this one to the Zombie, unfortunately. Because I like, I like TCD, but... I like him most, so it's, it's gonna be fun, you know, to watch and see what actually happens. Um, so again, uh, who's also on the... Um, this was in the co-main position. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that's been on his come up too as well. Yeah. Six and zero in the UFC, or in MMA in general, actually. So definitely a guy to keep your eye on. Mm. Then you got Caitlin Chikagian against yeah, Jessica Andrade. That's gonna be a good fight. Right that's there. gonna be a great fight because Chikagian is starting to, you know, mm-hmm. coming to her own now. Mm-hmm. Trying to show her, you know, her championship prowess. So. But Andrade is just a little tank. Mm-hmm. She puts the beat down on you, so. Then of course, Thomas, uh, Thomas fighting there's Thomas Almeida on that card. Um, 
yeah tons of fights to check out i mean it's gonna be fun james kraus is also fighting i'm surprised he's cross on there oh yeah yes on uh, he's all the way down the prelims i'm like what? yeah cross on the prelims look at that the james kraus yeah but yeah that is this weekend of course it's not too late to make your picks join the pick him game mm -hmm. you know leave with a bag so but um yeah any other mma news you want to cover real quick i mean i know hamzat well it was the hamzat stuff as everyone knows, Hamza's mm. that guy that you know, he's kind of the boogeyman now of the UFC. Yep, nobody wants to fight him. Nobody wants to fight him, and nobody because Michael Kiesa came out and said why, like, he, he, and he gave a good reason why nobody wants to fight him. He said Hamza is a lose lose fight. He's not ranked, so you're not gonna gain anything from beating him, mm -hmm. except for maybe popularity. And if and he beats you, it's like he takes your spot. So he's. A scary guy, he's, like I said, like it's a, it's a lose lose situation. So most people don't want don't want that fight. And I guess that's the issue when you push somebody too quick. Which the kind of really didn't, because <laughs> it's not like he's been fighting like ranked ranked guys. He's been fighting mm -hmm. people on his level. He's just blasting through him like he's just a scary guy that nobody wants to fight. Well, nobody except for one person. Mm -hmm. Darren Till said, "You know what? As soon as I'm done with my next fight, if you if you still can't find an opponent, I got you." Mm -hmm. Now. If you remember, if you've, if you've been following this whole situation, Hamzat's been fighting back-to-back -back fights, you know. Anybody they put in front of him. He's been tearing through him. Whenever they put him in front of him. Damien Maia was supposed to fight him. That was when they did the double booking. Mm. Now it sounds like that fight's off. Which is like... Mm. It's terrible. And it's... I don't know if it's because Maia saw his last win. He's like, mm, I'm out. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the situation is. But... Maya's like, I'm good. That fight's off now. So, like, nobody wants to fight this guy. He's the boogeyman. And Darren Till said, you know what, I'll do it. And that's why I like Darren Till, because he just does not care. He doesn't. And I like guys like that, because... That would be... That's oh, what you want. That's a headliner. Now, that's a headliner. That fight actually comes to fruition. That's going to be... A headliner. Headliner. It's got, you got to do five rounds for that one. It's gonna be a crazy fight. But if Darantil loses that fight now, that puts Hamzat up there now. Now, now he's ranked. Now he's ranked. And he's ranked pretty high now. Yeah, now you can't. Maybe he gets some more fights, maybe not. Mm -hmm. so it's gonna be interesting. See what actually happens to him. But he's uh he seems to be open to it. He's open to fighting anybody. So. He doesn't care. He's another guy that doesn't care. He doesn't care. He will fight anybody anytime. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah, so definitely my my. I guess down till the build up to that would be interesting too. I think be quite quite interesting build up. But yeah, I would love to hear both of them go back and forth. <laughs> that would be interesting because down he's he's coming into his own as far as you know his trash talking, his his social media stuff. It's getting a lot of popularity. Darren Till is a big guy though. Darren Till is a big guy. Hamza, I don't know if Hamza maybe biting off more than he can chew there. He may be. He may be. But. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. That's the thing. We don't know. Because he hits like a tank and he can submit the crap out of you. That's the thing. We don't know. And that's what makes it so good. It's going to be fun to watch. Another news, of course, uh, like we touched on before, I think it's coming closer to be actual fact. Conor McGregor is coming back. 
against Poirier. Mm-hmm. I think that fight's just about done. I think they're settling on the date, but for the most part, that's fight done. So that's going to be good to see. You know. It's also another super fight right there. I don't know. That's going to be a big one. That's going to be a big must, one. Must-watch TV. Yep. Conor McGregor comeback. He's always must-watch TV, so it's going to be excellent. Um, then, of course, you have Khabib and Gaethje that's coming up as well. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great one. And then um, you had um, GSP saying, you know, you potentially would come out to fight Khabib. He would come back to fight Khabib. Which is, it's, it's a, that's exciting news. I mean, he's, you know, his his opinion changes, like, from day to day, like... Yeah. Yeah, and he, and said, and he, and he said it. He said yeah. the stars would have to align, you know, for him to do this, but he, that's, that's the one fight that he would he would do it for. Now, Dana White also came out and said, you know, after the Gaethje fight, he has some fun things lined up for Khabib, but... It doesn't get much funner than that. I don't, I don't know if it's that, though. Something about it, because I, 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 I don't feel like that's. Like, I don't. I don't feel like that's close. I think what could potentially be Khabib's next fight after. I mean, I, 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 obviously everyone wants a Conor fight. Khabib mm-hmm. doesn't want it. Conor wants it, but I don't think that's gonna happen if Khabib doesn't want it. Uh, apparently, they were supposed to be the closest of the next ultimate fighter. Yeah, that would have been probably not a good idea. I mean, it would have been great for us. Yeah, but yeah. Watch it, but. It, mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, that, that's. That's the UFC treading on some very, very thin ice on that thin, one. That could have gone dark real quick. Very quickly. So And uh, and it kind of makes sense because like, like, I was wondering, why the hell is Dana White pushing the Ultimate Fighter so hard? I'm like, why would you want to bring back this garbage of a show, in my opinion? This is why. You know? And now I, I got now when I, when I heard what he was like, oh, okay, that's why. <laughs> Ultimate Fighters need to come back. Contenders is more than enough. Yeah. But I think what's next for Khabib... After the Gaethje fight, if, if if he gets through Gaethje, I think it's Michael Chandler. I think that's what like, I think that's what UFC wants to do. Makes sense. Just keep in mind they had him as the backup, he's, which he still uh, is the backup. There's, we uh, don't know the fight. The fight, the fight hasn't happened yet. True. Life could change. A lot of people did it. Well, probably is not gonna like it though, because you got guys like Tony Ferguson that's still there, and he still wants to fight. He, he he's very vocal about it. I don't know if you heard, but Chandler said they offered him Tony Ferguson first. Mm-hmm. Ferguson turned it down. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you heard Ferguson's rebuttal. Like he was saying, there's a lot of back and forth. You don't know what to. But Ferguson was saying he never got the like he never got the offer. Mm-hmm. But the UFC is saying you know they made the offer. They, they you know he was not re- responding to their uh, calls or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. Like he was you know avoiding the call or whatever. Who who knows what what's true or what you know what's fabrication? But so right now it's looking like two to one. <laughs> in my opinion yeah. yeah and I guess Ferguson doesn't want to be that gatekeeper guy anymore he he, he wants to be in the title you know mm. and the UFC did say that they, they are willing to still make the him against Khabib fight uh, which, which would be the sixth time I was surprised when, they, when I heard that I was like wow because that's a fight that needs to happen but it's, it looks like it's never going to happen it's been booked five times and cancelled all five times so whether the title is involved or not so but yeah, Tony Ferguson's very upset with like everything, the whole entire situation. On, yeah. He doesn't want to be, you know, sidelined like the way he feels like he's being sidelined. So he's saying that he he'll fight anybody. Whether it's his weight, upper weight class, he doesn't care. But he didn't fight Michael Chandler. Whatever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But what I think Cause you, I mean I'm a little disappointed because that would have been that would have made that card so much more powerful. 
you have that fight, and it's followed by the Khabib fight. And you look at, and you look at it as the winners of both those fights will it, will will be the next fight. It, it would be perfect. It was perfect. I could see why they yep. why they wanted to do that, but but somebody it's just going to be worse now because I think after the Khabib fight, they're going to put Michael Chandler in there. Him being a a, 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 for a champion of another organization, I th- it makes sense. But if you look at the guys that are in there, like a Poirier, like a um, Ferguson, Tony Ferguson, I get it. Those guys are not gonna like that. It, it is what it is. It's, it is what it's it is. Champion versus champion. You have to strike while the iron's hot because you know if you, if he comes into UFC and loses to a UFC, like not champion, then you, you can you discredit everything he's done over there. You, you you kill all the promotion. So why not just hold off on it for a little bit? Which at any rate, that was a fight they were talking about for a while. I remember back in the day. Mm-hmm. About Chandler against Khabib and who was a better wrestler. So if that fight actually comes to fruition. I would love to see Whether it. Khabib wins or not, I think I, I, I would still want to see that fight. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to do it if Khabib loses. I think Chandler is going to get the next title shot. Then it, it, honestly, I want to see what he does in the UFC, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm dying to see. Because like a lot of the Bellator guys, you know, to see them in the UFC would be nice. I, I know what's his name, MVP just had a fight. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't that great of a fight. It wasn't. Did you see it? I, I did. I started and I was like, yeah. Oh, you didn't finish it. Well, I, I saw the fight and then I saw his, you know, comments afterwards. Which I saw his comments first and then and then I went to watch the fight and then mm. I saw that everything he was saying was true. So apparently the ring was pretty slippery. I did see that. And I, 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 I know him, what that's like. I know exactly what that's like. And so he was, was he was slipping a lot. I, I so he said he's like he had to change up his game. Mm. So he, he you know usually he's bouncing around, he's moving, and he just let a he full force flashy stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said he was slipping too much, so he had to be more stable, not bouncing, go into like more of a boxing stance and mm. use his hands. Couldn't do any kicks or anything. And he even had to do a little bit of grappling, which he didn't. He said he can do it, but doesn't like to do it. Mm. And the fans were booing at the end, which he didn't like. But that makes sense because it was like I was like this because he was slipping and his opponent was slipping. Using I did know his, I did I do remember the footage that, that I did see. He he did I, see, I remember seeing him slip like been there. You know that's like and uh, even his opponent was throwing punches and slipping off his feet from punches like sucks. It's a terrible thing on a promotion side. You know to let the ring get to that when state. you now affect the fight that way. Mm-hmm. You know. Because he started out flashy and, you know, mm. doing his thing, but slip enough times, you're like, mm. Screw this. Yeah, this, this can get me hurt, so. But he won, so, good for him. I did see that he had a Mortal Kombat um, endorsement. He did. I saw that. Which is cool. K-11 on his pants. Did you, did you hear his walkout arm song? No. Oh, man. I gotta find that track. It was a, I don't know if it was a custom track, but it was a Mortal Kombat, like, mix. And it was one of the best things I've heard in a long time. <laughs> you gotta look that up. Like, like. As far as engine sounds go, it was it was it was, it was fire. Fight Talk was recorded from the Eyes of Boys podcast. You can check us out on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Beaker, you name it, we're there. Check us out. Enjoy listening to the podcast. Well, consider becoming a supporter. As a supporter, you can directly support the podcast with monetary contributions, ranging from a dollar to ten dollars, based on your budget. Your monthly contributions will ensure that we can continue to do what we love doing, bringing you great content. Go to anchor.fm 
forward slash VIVN to find out how you can become a supporter. All contributions are greatly appreciated.